Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll hear some good news and some weird news about climate change with best-selling author and CBS News correspondent David Pogue. Then you'll learn about why you walk into a room and forget why you did and whether you should exercise on an empty stomach. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Yesterday, David Pogue told us why preparing for climate change can actually make us feel better about the future. And today he's back to tell us about a couple of truly weird effects of climate change, along with some very good news about our planet's efforts to turn this crisis around. David Pogue is a best-selling author, CBS Sunday Morning Science and Technology Correspondent, and the author of the new book, How to Prepare for Climate Change, A Practical Guide to Surviving the Chaos. When we spoke with him, he briefly mentioned that climate change increases the incidence of kidney stones and bar fights. And we were like, what? Kidney stones? These are the absolute worst. It's the worst pain your body can do to itself. Yes, it's worse than childbirth, according to people who've had both. And the numbers of kidney stones go up because of dehydration. So when the overall weather is hotter, when people don't drink enough, these crystals form in your kidneys and you wish you could die. We have big numbers of kidney stones in the troops coming back from Afghanistan and Iraq because it's hot. They don't have access to as much as they they need to drink or they're they're not drinking enough. So there's definitely a correlation between the temperature of the earth and the number of people with kidney stones. Um, Bar fights, there's a lot of great studies on what heat does to you mentally. So it generally makes you irritable. It generally makes you short-fused. It makes it harder to learn. A huge number of American classrooms don't have air conditioning And PSAT scores in the South are going down year by year. I mean, it's just hard to learn. It's hard to focus. It's hard to concentrate when you're sweltering. Clearly, there's some bad things happening. What good news do you have about climate change? There's some really good news. I mean, the three biggest carbon emitters are China, the United States, and India. And all three of them have announced these really impressive emissions goals. China wants to be carbon neutral by 2160. The U.S. wants to be all electric by 2130, I think. It remains to be seen whether they can stick to these goals. But the fact that they're saying it is a big deal. Another example is I used to think that corporations were the biggest polluters, and and they are. But an incredible thing is happening now. Corporations are under tremendous pressure to lower their emissions from three different sources. The public, obviously, um, it, it sells if you're a clean company, but also investors. These days, Wall Street wants to know if you're a sitting duck for climate change and what your company is doing to minimize it, and increasingly, your own employees. I mean, two years ago, Amazon had no climate program, and then the employees had practically a mutiny And finally, Amazon said, "Okay, okay, we're going to spend $10 billion on climate science. We're going to buy 100,000 electric delivery vans. And it became a much greener company. Some would say still not green enough, but the point is it was employees that did that. I mean, Apple intends to be completely carbon neutral by 2030. And that doesn't just mean its own operations. They also mean their suppliers, like the company that make the parts that go into your iPhone, and even... The use we, we the customers have, even the, the electricity we use when we run our iPhones and laptops, 
all of that will be carbon neutral by 2030. Microsoft has said that not only will it be carbon neutral by 2030, but by 2050, they intend to remove all the carbon they've ever put into the air since 1979. I mean, it's pretty cool. So I feel like 2020 was the year of the great climate wake up. And, you know, the United States is back into the game in a big way at leading the charge. So many states now have mandates that they'll need to get such a percentage of of energy from clean sources by such and such a year. It feels like a big wave. And, of course, young people. I mean, there's no doubt in most young people's minds about the truth of what's going on. And they, my age people are going to die off. And your age people are going to become us. So that's reassuring, too, that in just a few more years, people who were born caring will be running the show. Again, that was David Pogue, a best-selling author, CBS Sunday Morning Science and Technology Correspondent, and the author of the new book, How to Prepare for Climate Change, A Practical Guide to Surviving the Chaos. You can find a link to pick it up in the show notes. Have you ever walked into a room and instantly forgotten why you went in there? We all do it from time to time. It's so common, actually, that it has a name, the doorway effect. But what is it about doorways that makes us so forgetful? The doorway effect feels like a glitch in the system or a short circuit in your brain. But for such a common phenomenon, we know very little about it. I mean, for starters, is it even real? To learn about the doorway effect, a team of researchers had 74 volunteers put on virtual reality headsets and move from one virtual room to another. All they had to do was remember a series of objects they saw in the first room as they moved into the next. It was an easy task, and at first, there was no doorway effect. They remembered everything. So the researchers cranked up the difficulty by having the volunteers remember the objects while counting backward. With that added challenge, the doorway effect seemed to rear its ugly head. But when they moved on to follow-up experiments, like when they tried to replicate the VR experiments in real life, the effect faded. Overall, they found that doorways themselves don't play a significant role in memory, or the lack thereof. So, if the doorway effect isn't caused by doorways, then what's really going on? The real underlying cause, according to the researchers, probably has more to do with our brain's limitations. Remembering a list of tasks is like juggling. There are only so many things we can remember at one time, and moving to a new and different location primes our brains to receive new information, so it might drop a ball or two. This forgetful effect gets worse if we're tired or stressed. The researchers say it's probably not so much the doorway as the change of scenery that's important, since different scenery tells your brain there's something new here. If you walk through a doorway between two similar rooms— the doorway effect probably won't appear. So, the doorway effect might not be as real as it seems. But the frustrating feeling it brings, that is genuine. The weather is finally getting nice enough to where you can lace up your running shoes and go for a nice morning jog first thing when you wake up. But should you? Here's a classic Curiosity Daily clip from 2018 that could help you start your summer fitness routine on the right foot. Shouldn't you exercise on an empty stomach? There's an idea called fasted cardio, which says working out before breakfast is a magic bullet for burning fat. And today, I'll tell you what science says about it. Can I tell you straight up how happy I am that you wrote about this? I'm kind of neurotic about my exercise routine. 
and I feel like I shouldn't be eating around the time I exercise, and that stops me from exercising, but I shouldn't let it stop me because of what you wrote about. Totally. I feel like if there's one lesson about exercise that everyone should know, it's just calm down. Just (laughs) take it easy. Don't worry about the rules. As long as you exercise, you're good. That's good. So here's the basic idea behind fasted cardio. When you sleep, your metabolism keeps on ticking. So when you wake up and exercise before you eat, you've got less glucose in your muscles to use as fuel. That means your body shifts gears to burn the next best thing, fat. And multiple studies have concluded this exact thing. Exercise while fasting does burn more fat than exercising after you've eaten. Studies have also found that exercising fasted helps your body rev up its fat-burning abilities on a molecular and genetic level, which could make it easier to burn fat over time. But that's not the whole story. For one thing, your body will eventually adapt to what you're doing and shift the rate at which it burns fat and glucose, or carbs. And according to some experts, there's also a risk that your body will shift its fuel source too far from glucose and start burning protein, which will make exercise recovery harder. All of these studies have some problems, though, because most of them only looked at short-term effects, and they didn't even all control for calorie intake. Studies looking into the long-term effects tell a different story. A couple studies from 2013 and 2014 each had two groups of women work out on the same fitness plan, with one group exercising while fasted and the other group exercising after they ate. At the end of each study, both groups had lost the same amount of weight, mostly fat. Overall, aside from what some professional bodybuilders say works for them, there's not much evidence to support the idea that exercising on an empty stomach helps you burn any more fat than exercising after breakfast. The key, like with any exercise regimen, is to do whatever makes you more likely to stay with it. Like what I said before, when it comes to exercise, there are a lot of rules, but there's really only one you need to follow. If it works for you, do it. Ashley, what did we learn today? Well, we learned that climate change is making kidney stones and bar fights more common because it's making the weather warmer. That warmer weather is causing dehydration, hence kidney stones, and people get more aggressive and learn less effectively when they're hot. On the plus side, some of the biggest polluters on the planet are being pushed to clean up their act. So keep up the pressure, whether you're a consumer, an employee, or an investor, because it's working. And we'll give you even more reason to keep up the pressure tomorrow with a special segment. Boom. Drop the preview. (laughs) It is very exciting. It is very exciting. And we also learned that when you walk into a room and forget why you did so, you're experiencing the doorway effect. And researchers think you forget why you're there because of our brain's limitations, not because of the doorway itself. For me, the biggest takeaway from this story is, don't worry, this happens to all of us. And we also learned that according to the idea of fasted cardio, you'll burn more fat if you work out on an empty stomach. But the science around that does not definitively say it's the best way to go. It may not burn that much more fat than regular exercise. And if your body gets used to it, then you wouldn't enjoy the maximum benefits anyway. So just do what works for you. This is one of the things that has gotten in the way of me getting in shape as I always feel like I can only work out if it's the optimal workout, right? Like, well, if I go lifting, I have to do it and then have the protein shake right after, right? If I, if I go for a run in the morning, I've got to have an empty stomach. And if my blood sugar's low, well, I can't 
I can't pound orange juice to make my blood sugar high and then go for a run because then I'm not on an empty stomach. And like these dumb little optimizations that are almost always kind of fake anyway, or they don't make that big of a difference. Like the difference between a fasted run, it's not like a 700% difference, right? So just, yeah, at the end of the day, don't let these weird little things stop you. Just go get out there, do your thing, you know, take care of yourself. Being regular is more important than being perfect. Absolutely. Like, go be imperfect as long as you do it on a regular basis. Yeah. Today's stories were written by Cameron Duke and Ashley Hammer with script and audio editing by Ashley Hammer, who's the managing editor for Curiosity Daily. Curiosity Daily is produced and edited by Cody Goff. Drink some water. Go for a run. Or go for a run even if you can't drink water first, because you should just do that anyway. And then join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. <laughs>